You're listening to The Fully Occupied Show, presented by Occupier. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to Fully Occupied. Uh, we appreciate your avid listenership here. Uh, this episode is a cool one. Uh, we are joined by Aaron Letzizer. Aaron is the co-founder of OB Risk. OB Risk provides insurance solutions to owners of real estate properties uh, that are typically looking to cut through the noise of finding insurance uh, for their properties. Uh, this is a huge problem all the way from the big institutional players down to the mom-and-pop shops who are just trying to understand what type of coverage they need uh, for their assets. Aaron is a serial entrepreneur. He's uh, founded a Y Combinator startup. He is working with his brother to grow this brand, and they are crushing it. So I think you'll have a lot of fun learning about their company, especially if you are an office multifamily uh, investor uh, in real estate assets. Aaron and I got to know each other through the NAR Reach program, which was an accelerator for prop tech startups. Anyways, he's a great guy. Have a listen. Thanks for tuning in. Aaron, welcome to the Fully Occupied Show. How are you doing, man? It's good to see you. Good. Thanks, Matt. I appreciate it. Good to see you. Yeah, we're here with Aaron Letzizer, the uh, co-founder of OB Risk. Uh, we were a uh, cohort team members at the through NAR Reach back in the day, but uh, you guys have been crushing it ever since, and it's, it's good to see you... Uh, you know, representing the prop tech and sure tech space. Um, why don't you uh, give give our audience a little bit of a primer on who you guys are, who you are personally, and uh, what OB does? Yeah, 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 absolutely. So uh, started the company actually with my brother, Ryan, a couple of years ago. So his background was real estate, private equity. Um, mine was in a bunch of things. I mean, serial entrepreneur, but also I uh, got my insurance license many, many years ago, really to, to, to uh hustle my friends into some, some renters insurance, <laughs> auto insurance, uh, on the side. And really at the end of the day, I mean, Ryan got super, uh, super frustrated with the insurance process as a, uh, uh, as a guy in the real estate space. And so he got, uh, at the end of the day, what I tell people is he, he got sick of, uh, he got sick of buying insurance and I got sick of selling it, uh, the same way that it's really always been done. Um, and real estate's been this kind of interesting segment in the space where, you know, either you're a really, really huge owner uh, and you can command a lot of the, the the resources of the really large insurance brokerage houses. Otherwise, you know, you're left to, to more of your local mom and pop uh, insurance groups or State Farm. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, but, you know, it, 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 it hasn't really forced a lot of innovation in the space. Um, it's created a, a status quo. So, uh, Obi, at the end of the day, what we tell people is you can sit on your couch on your Saturday morning and get insurance, you know, without having to talk to anybody. Um, and that's what we've continued to do, built the company. And, uh, at this point we provide, you know, I think probably around 25, maybe close to $30 billion worth of coverage at this point, uh, across the country. Cool. Um, what type of insurance are we talking about? Uh, can you explain like who the actual buyers are and like what they're, what they're actually purchasing through your platform? Yeah. So buyers are, uh, really the, the, the real estate investors. So we provide the property and general liability coverage. So that, that core coverage that you need. Uh, on the asset, always to keep the uh, keep the bank happy. Um, that's where we're, we're covering that way. You know, uh, in the event that you know there's a there's a catastrophic event, or you know, God forbid, a you know a hurricane or a tornado or a you know a fire in the unit or somebody trips and falls. I mean, that's uh, that's at the end of the day the 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 baseline coverage that 
uh, really re- every single real estate investor uh, needs and, and has on their uh, on their PL, and that's ultimately what OB provides. Cool. So at the high end of the market, you have the big institutional players that have these deep relationships with all the, all the major carriers, and you know they probably easily get you know insured because it's like they're they're known they're known players in the market. But then, you know, is it the middle to lower kind of um, mom and pop? Sh- type of investors like where where do you where do you find the sweet spot and what is kind of like the the mission to like solve problems for them when ryan was was back in the real estate pe world i mean his portfolio was probably about 200 million uh, in assets under management that was a two-man shop uh at the end of the day um and that seems like a lot of money but it's just it's not in the real estate space and so you know it's it's primarily those folks that have you know one to two units all the way up to folks that have large portfolios of uh, of apartment complexes or, you know, or office or retail. Um, but again, to, to your point, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's a lack of availability um, from those really large uh, folks that play in the institutional space. There's so much money. There's so many properties that exist out there. That's where those brokers spend all their time. Um, and so our folks are, are really left, you know, filling out a spreadsheet or filling out a PDF, a multi-page PDF um, in order to get coverage. And you know, it just takes too long. I mean, the, the biggest thing we always hear from clients is that insurance is a black hole. Uh, it's one of their largest line item expenses, but the one they have the least amount of control and, and insight into. You know, if you're if you're hiring a property manager, or you're hiring, a, you know, a maintenance group or a landscaping crew. I mean, you know what the cost is. You can go up, you can go down. Um, you can take some of that burden on yourself and go, you know, go shovel your, uh, you know, your own property in the snow. Um, but insurance is that thing that the lender and the bank always requires you to have. But the one that you're like, hey, you know, what am I actually paying for? Yeah. Um, and so that's that's the that's the disconnect that that OB was really trying to solve. We wanted to be able to provide, you know, quick coverage that's transparent and competitive in the market, but one that you feel good about. We really want to put the landlord in the driver's seat to make, you know, their own decisions and really be the master of their own destiny. So they can sit there and they can change the deductible if they want to. They can increase or decrease coverage, but they then feel good about that. They made that choice. Whereas, you know, today, just with the way that the market is is built, um, and there's no, you know, there's nobody at fault for that. It's just, it's the way that the, the, you know, antiquated industries, uh, have little incentive to change. Um, when you fill out that spreadsheet, you fill out that PDF, you send it back, you know, you're, you're given a quote option at the end of the day. And you're like, well, what if I change it this way or that way? You're going to restart that process all over again. That's, that's just super frustrating. Um, so that's, that's really what we try and, uh, address in the market with those, you know, those SMB owners, whether they're a small mom and pop or somebody with, you know, with a couple million dollars worth of property. Yeah. I mean, I think like you and I are both kind of small business owners too, and you forget about real estate insurance, but, um, general liability insurance, cyber insurance, uh, yeah. DNO insurance, employee liability coverage insurance. These are all things that you're told are just like standard things that you need to run a business, but you're like, well, what am I actually paying for here and what is the benefit to me um yeah. and of course you just get plugged into an insurance broker and they send you like an application in the pdf and you have to fill it out and you're like well yeah. are there multiple prices to choose from are there multiple carriers that i could talk to like how do i understand exactly like what i'm paying for do i need it do i not need it do i need more like it's it's like a black hole <laughs> uh so i can only yeah, imagine I mean- what it's like on the real estate side too yeah, I mean, and you're at the end of the day. Listen, like no nobody's reading through the 200 page policy document. You're just you're not doing it, right? Um, you're gonna you're gonna find the relevant section in the event that there's a claim, right? right. Um, and there's always gonna be a claim at the end of the day, and that's that's kind of the second half to the, you know, to the experience is 
really knowing what you're covered for and what you're not covered for and also being able to make that decision to, you know, again, your, you know, your point, even on the business insurance, it's like, what, what am I paying for? What do I get? What's covered and what's not covered? And then allow me as the business owner to make the decision about what exposure I want to have. Right. And then what are the other things that you can do to mitigate that risk uh, along the way? Yeah. So describe the platform a little bit. Obviously you guys are connecting real estate owners with insurance providers, but is that there sounds like there's a tech layer to it. There's a place where the user can clearly understand this is where I log in to figure out all my insurance questions. Like how does, how does it work? Like walk me through the onboarding if I was like a new customer. Yeah. Great question. So, uh, where, where OB actually originally started was with the traditional carriers that were out there. We just built some tech on it to at least make it uh, a little bit more enjoyable in the, the 21st century to actually submit for the information. And so what that allowed us to do over the last, call it 18 months, was start to build our own insurance products. And so now we can still go out to that market, depending on the risk that comes through the door. But what we wanted to do, what Ryan and I eventually wanted to get to, is not only provide the transparency and the speed and the, and the flexibility, but then also start to build uh, insurance products that we felt were really tailored to a landlord, right? For for so many folks, especially in the SMB world, you know, you might get your insurance from the same person you get your, you know, your personal home and auto. Um, and that's fine, but it's, it's not specialized, right? And the, the carrier market sees it that way. They've always seen it as an upsell. And so we really wanted to spend a lot of time building the right insurance products for landlords. And so if you're coming on the site, you're, you're basically going to run through a handful of questions. Um, and then in the event that, you know, that it actually hits, it, it fits our risk profile, um, you'll be offered a quote right at the end of it. Um, you'll be able to pay, sign, and bind that coverage right then and there. And then from there, it builds you a, a user account. And so inside that account, that's going to be all of your insurance stocks, it's going to be your receipt, your, you know, your COI that you're going to have to provide to the bank or to your property manager or whoever that might be. Um, and then there's also some other fun things that you can do in there. Everybody loves maps. You can, you can kind of get a sense of uh, what the risk looks like for this specific property. Um, and what we also want to do is really partner with these folks through the life cycle of them being a landlord as well. We want to be an insurance partner. We don't just want to sell you premium. And so as you're looking for new properties, you know, maybe you come down on, on, on two different properties. You're not sure they're both potentially comparable in terms of, of you know, your, your, your ROI on it. Um, but one might be in a flood zone and one might not. And you might not actually know that or think about it until after you go under contract. Um, but that one that might need a flood policy might be costing you another two, three, four thousand dollars a year in flood coverage, mm -hmm. right? And so, what can OB do to help you not only on the assets you already have, but also help you on that pursuit cost, right? How can we help to to make it much easier as you're you're trying to find more real estate to to own and purchase and invest in? Um, how can OB be that insurance partner? Much as everybody's got their lender partner and their property management partner. Um, how can we take it from just, hey, here's the asset that I'm buying. I need insurance for it. Okay, it's now it's bound and we'll see you next year at the renewal. Um, how can we continue to partner with folks throughout the life cycle of that and provide them some really good tools and some insight, some information um, as they're moving through that process? Yeah, so it sounds very similar to what we do, which is you provide kind of the tooling for them to actually get the job done that they need to get done. Exactly. But you're also providing insights to help them drive better purchase decisions. So like they can avoid a situation where they, their money goes hard, they sign a PNS on a property and then they start doing diligence on it and they realize, oh, it's in a floodplain or, you know, there's something wrong with this, you know, this asset or this, you know, the zoning regulations in this like neighborhood for some reason. I wish I'd known that before I, you know, stroke that check. Um, interesting. So uh, do you see, envision a future where you can aggregate a lot of that 
like type of customer information, that claim information to help you guys like even pinpoint even even better decisions that way? Yeah, we um we think that long term, I mean the, the data is what's gonna be valuable here. I think the the unfortunate thing about the insurance world is that because so much is in PDF and so much is in spreadsheets that you know, your, your average carrier, your travelers, your Chubb, your CNA, whoever it might be, these really, really large carriers, they have more information about these assets that's accurate than CoStar does, right? Yeah. Um, but it's it's sitting on a PDF in somebody's email inbox, yeah. right? Um, and so how do you, how do we long-term utilize that data? Not, not from a property data perspective, but from a risk perspective. So, you know, it's really, it's a really interesting time in the space because there's so many things that you can ultimately do with this data to better underwrite, better priced, and also reward really good landlords, right? How do we find really good properties? And because we are connected to these assets, because so much of our distribution is through connected digital partners, whether it's a lender or a marketplace or a digital property management solution, how can we take the information from those assets and from those platforms and start to look at these assets, you know, on the full 12 month cycle? If you buy a policy from travelers today, they'll see it today and then they'll see it 12 months from now. At the yeah. I want to see it, you know, over the course of the lifetime of that asset. And I want to say, you know what, this person, this risk, this landlord, we believe is a good landlord. Right. And, and for these reasons, how can I reward them with better pricing? How can I say, you know what, you are the landlord that's going to go in and, and change the batteries on a smoke detector. You're going to shovel the, the, the sidewalk. You're going to fix the issue that uh, that's popped up. How can I then reward you for that? Um, and I really want to take insurance in that direction. I think most people think insurance is always a scam. They don't know what they get. They hate paying for it. You know, how can I how can I kind of change that a little bit and say these are the things that I think that uh, we can help partner with you to do in order to make you a a better landlord, a you know decrease the the chances of actually having some type of claim experience. Um, and then when you do, how do we decrease the the severity of that claim? And let's do that together. And then let me reward you for being a proactive and and responsible landlord um, that's the challenge in insurance today which again is you know no fault of anybody's but every landlord's kind of created equal um but yeah. i think in actuality like that 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 shouldn't be the case no especially when you're looking at it from the perspective of a potential tenant for one of their buildings or a lender yep. who's trying to determine well should i loan money to these people are they going to be a fiduciary partner on this deal or not if there was a transparent way to say, look, we have all this data from our portfolio here that shows you that we are whatever class A landlord, like you could just almost see this like rating system uh, that exists where like if you're in OB, you have like a rating and it's it's very clear and it can show you like a pretty transparent history of your of your operating so that you can actually like weaponize the insurance part of the business rather than just have it be this like you know, check the box, black box type of like pr part of the process. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, the data is what is the data is king in insurance. Um, and I think we're at a point now in the market where uh, people actually need to utilize that data in a way that's going to drive decision making and price for the end consumer. Well, yeah, let's talk about that a little bit, because, you know, it, the data is is what drives the market, like where is the market today? I mean, obviously we're in these choppy waters. Um, so how does that influence how carriers are looking at, um, you know, policies? How does that, I mean, from your perspective, like what's going on macroeconomic wise and how that's impacting not only your business, but the general real estate market. 
Yeah, I, I think it's uh, it, it's a challenging market right now. I think that the the biggest piece and the biggest driver of premium is always going to be inflation, right? Uh, inflation cost on uh, really the replacement cost, uh, and every one of your you know your listeners in the real estate space can understand that, right? What's the price per square foot to actually rebuild or just build an, a brand new property? And so, so much of of the construction materials and the cost and labor and everything that goes into that is what drives most of that premium. Right. Where we can play around with price is probably like that, you know, the, the 30 percent of of uh, of what's actually driving the premium cost. The other 70 percent is really, you know, what what is going to drive the replacement cost of that asset in the event that there's a loss. So that that's driving a lot of what's going on right now. I think there's a lot of uncertainty in the insurance market to see really where things are going to land um, because they're seeing things you know, typically on a trailing basis, they're going to see what, what inflation is going to be impacted as those claims come in. Yeah. And so it's, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens in the market. I think, you know, the other issue too is, you know, uh, with, with the weather events in the Southeast, uh, Texas had that big winter storm, which I think was unexpected for most carriers. There's been a lot of, uh, I think, unpredictable losses over the last couple of years, especially in the Southeast. And that's driving some uncertainty and at least a slowdown and a hardening of the market. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, I think like most of the rest of the, the, the macroeconomic conditions, you know, people are kind of in this, this wait and see mode. And, and I don't think insurance is, uh, is immune to that. I think the unfortunate thing in, in real estate is that the bank always requires coverage, right? So you can't really ever wait it out. You, you always want to be protected. I, even the folks that, that own their assets in cash, I, I recommend to have some type of bare bones coverage on the asset in the event that something comes up, but that forces you then to buy insurance. And so you know, we've seen folks take, you know, 10, 15, 20, even in the Southeast. I mean, if you're in Florida or Southeast Texas, Louisiana, I mean, 25, 30% increases in insurance. And so much of that is driven by those inflationary costs. And then also trying to recoup from um, some of the claims that have, that have happened uh, over the last couple of years. So, you know, I think on the, on the opposite side that, that, you know, it's, it's, it's challenging for the macro market. It's, it's been pretty good for OB because as we're starting our own insurance products, it, it allows us to start with a clean slate. And so it's been giving us the opportunity to find the right landlord to provide really good competitive pricing on, uh, on these assets for these really good landlords without having to worry about the fact that, oh, we might have been impacted by that winter storm a couple of years ago or by a really big hurricane that might have hit Florida, you know, three to five years ago. So it's a really good, interesting time for us as we start to uh, really refine our partner strategy and our distribution and how we ultimately uh, attract customers to OB and then utilizing that data that we talked about to better price the asset and uh, really provide as competitive as a price with really good coverage for these these landlords because you know we we try and take a you know we we, we put our PE hat on from the real estate world on uh, or that hat on and 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 really come at it from that perspective and say hey like how is how is you know the the increase in the price on the insurance really going to affect you at a you know at a five and a half cap at a five cap at a six cap right? Um, how is this actually going to impact both your you know your NOI over the course of the year, but also the the value of this asset over time? Yeah, I mean that's a kind of interesting point that you made in terms of like this uh, you, you know you have climate change disasters, you have inflation, which is still not figured out yet. It's you would you would think not a good time to start a business in in, in the insurance world, but actually the way you're looking at it is is interesting because it's like this actually allows us to not rely on like this like lagging information uh that all these other large companies need to rely on to make their decisions and we could actually come into this market eyes wide open and say like look 
there are still people that want to invest in real estate. So let's be creative and figure out what solutions that they need um, based on the current environment. Um, but, but it also sounds like inflation is that major thing that is like really shaking the market up because the replacement cost of an asset is almost impossible to determine if like inflation keeps rising right across the board. Yeah. Um, so I could see where people end up in a sticky spot there. Um, well, I, I just have a question, um, off topic a little bit. What's it like running a business with your brother? Uh, it's good actually. Um, you know, we're, we're a bit of a yin and a yang from, from what we do and what we work on. Um, you know, he's very much big vision. He was a, you know, he was an architect by trade. So he's very design focused, very macro. Um, I'm much more in the operations, much more micro. Um, so don't, we really don't, you know, step on each other's toes very much. I mean, I always tell people like, I can tell you from a design standpoint, what, when something looks good, I could never tell you how to get from A to B, right? Yeah. Um, he's the one that's kind of envisioning that, you know, that entire, uh, uh, that entire, you know, that, that entire process, that entire customer journey, right. And seeing exactly how that should look on the screen and how people should flow and how that should operate. Uh, I can tell you again, that it looks good and operationally how that's going to play into, you know, sales and marketing and operations and everything else at this company. Uh, I can't, I can't generate how we get to that point. Um, so it's, uh, it's good. Uh, we, we really don't step on each other's toes. It's a, it's a good yin and a yang actually. That's cool. I mean, but that's also why you hire awesome people to come work at your company, because if you, if you tried to, you know, twist every dial yourself, you, you, you know, you, you'd never, oh, yeah. you'd never make progress. So t talk a little bit about the company. How many people are you guys now today? And how are you distributed? Are you guys going into the office? Are you, are you remote? What's, what's the vibe? Yeah, we are, uh, we're about 65, maybe 68 people, uh, at this point, continuing to grow, continuing to hire. Um, even in, even in this market, I mean, at the end of the day, every property, you know, I, I can see, uh, the city of Chicago skyline from my, uh, my office here. I mean, every single one of these properties has insurance on it, um, regardless of the macroeconomic condition. So, uh, always continuing to hire, continuing to grow. Um, you know, for us, it's, uh, uh, we're, we're primarily, uh, distributed around the rest of the country. We're, we're headquartered in Chicago. We have a small office in, in Florida as well. So about a third in Chicago, a third in Florida, and then a third distributed around the rest of the country. And even then, you know, our, our folks come to the office, you know, two, three, maybe four days a week, depending on, on kind of the role and the job. So, uh, very similar, I think to, to the way, uh, the rest of the, uh, the tech world is kind of starting to adjust to, uh, the new normal of, you know, back to office versus work from home and what roles work better where. Yeah. Um, so figuring, figuring it out like everybody else as we go. Yeah. That's the only way to do it unless you're going to sit there and make a mandate for all 68 people yeah. and tell them exactly what to do. It just doesn't work like that. No, it never does. No. Um, all right, man, let's jump into these uh, uh, fast five rapid fire questions. Nice. Let's do it. Question number one, um, breakfast, lunch, or dinner? Uh, breakfast. You're a breakfast guy. Is that just because you believe in the most important meal of the day? Um, no, I, I like, I like breakfast foods, um, which actually I should, I should say weekend breakfast. I don't have a ton of time for breakfast, unfortunately during the week. So I'm always just, it's, it's grab and go, but like some good bacon, eggs, French toast, waffles, pancakes, yeah, sausage. Nice, nice leisurely weekend breakfast. Nice. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely a weekend breakfast kind of guy. Yeah. I like the, uh, sit, sit by myself at a diner, you know? Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There you go. There you go. Okay. Question number two. Uh, what's the best advice you've ever received? 
Ooh, uh, when Ryan and I were first starting this company, um, there was a guy in Chicago here called uh, named Troy Hanikoff, uh, who runs a VC firm here. And uh, Ryan and I had a ton of ideas. So it was uh, uh, the best advice I ever gotten. It, it continues to be to this day. Uh, do one thing and do it well. Yeah, pretty simple, but very powerful. Okay, question three. If you could win any uh, Olympic gold medal, um, what event would it be in? Uh, archery. Archery. Uh, Are you an I archer? Always, yeah, like I, no, never, literally never. Um, but I'm always like on the edge of my seat when I watch this to see if they're like going to hit the bullseye and like they, they seem so like tense and stressed. And so uh, I, I would love to actually, if I could, you know, if I could be an Olympic gold medalist, uh, that one, maybe curling. They seem like they're always having a good time too. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to be like that great of an athlete to be a curler. You just kind of get out there and, you know, have a good time. Have a good time. Yeah, exactly. Uh, question four uh, outside of work, uh, what's your greatest achievement? Ooh, uh, becoming a dad. Became a dad 16 months ago. Congrats. Uh, so uh, I, I, it, is a, it is a new achievement every day trying to figure out uh, uh, how to be a parent and how to, uh, how to mold, a, uh, mold a new child into the world. Yeah. Yep. Um, I feel you on that. You just got to kind of go day by day and try to stack up the wins uh, and not, not, yep. not, not beat, your, beat yourself up too much <laughs> when it doesn't go oh, as planned. Yeah. Oh yeah. And it never goes to plan. So. Nope. Um, but you know, people have been having babies for millennium, so you'll figure it out. Yep. Um, all right. Last question. This is a standard. Uh, who are two people you think we should invite on this show? Uh, two people. Um, one and, uh, you might've already had him on. I, I don't remember Josh at, uh, at Otso. Yeah. Uh, so it's kind of the, the security deposit alternative company um, for commercial as uh, or commercial leases, which is super interesting. And um, especially as we uh, we sign a new lease for a, a new building here in Chicago, I was uh, just thinking about them. Um, yeah, so we, had, really we had Marissa. Like, yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's 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 interesting because it's it's kind of a, a type of an insurance product, right? It's it's continuing to 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 mesh in with the commercial world. Um, I think the other one that's really interesting. Um, I'm going to be super curious how it, how it goes. There's another company by a guy named Kevin Song. Uh, it's a company called Withco. Um, oh, yeah. And it's almost like this commercial, uh, you know, open door, right? They're trying yeah. this, this rent to own um, idea with, with retail spaces, right? You have a lot of mom and pop retail spaces, been in the same building forever. Um, but, you know, having somebody come in, try and, and buy the asset, right? And then allow that retail owner to eventually become an owner of that asset. Um, that's another really interesting company. Uh, there's so many, you know, really novel approaches that are coming into the real estate space these days, um, whether it's fractionalized ownership or kind of the, the, these other ways to, to buy and own assets, whether they're in commercial or residential or whatever it might be. Um, it is an interesting, uh, interesting time to be in prop tech. Yeah, certainly is. Uh, had an interview that should be going live soon, uh, with Ben Wright from square foot. And he basically does like, um, flexible office kind of advisory work for tenants, landlords. Um, and there's been a huge shift in, um, the agreements between a, an owner and a, and a flex space operator. They're like no longer leasing space. They're doing like, you know, management agreements or, or rev share yep. agreements. Um, so yeah, it's totally, it's interesting to see how rapidly, um, kind of these little aspects and corners of the real estate market have changed since the pandemic, because I think that's basically the, prime driver of all of this is like, wait a minute, like, you know, this, this huge catastrophic problem happened in our world and exposed all of these like weird 
edge cases of real estate, which are now starting to become the norm. I think that's pretty fascinating. Yeah, agreed. Cool, man. Well, Aaron, thanks for joining us on the show. It's been great. Um, congrats on all the success and best of luck to you in the future. Um, we'll check back in later. But in the meantime, how do people find you and, and learn more about Obi? Yeah, thanks, Matt. It's been great. Um, best way to find out about us is uh, through the website. So obirisk.com, O-B-I-E risk.com. Cool. Aaron, thanks. It's been a pleasure. Thanks, Matt. All right. Take care.